Broadcasting service. Let me hit record real quick. Yeah, the, the fingerprints on your screen look like an entire landscape. Shh, be quiet. <laughs> well, you're not going to want to use this audio. Shh. Yeah. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another PBS Live. Just me clapping. So. Wow. Let's go. Simon's in the house. Super intense. Uh, but uh, yeah, we were just talking about ABC last night with Kaylee here at the Commons. Um, dude, what'd you think last night? Uh, I think it was, again, I'm just going to, I mean, I'm going to start sounding like a, a I'm beating a dead horse if you keep asking questions that I've given answers to because the answer pretty much. Well, give it the out. The, give it out there. I don't think they, you told everybody. I mean, listen, I just said it 10 seconds ago. I've said it a handful of other times. It's like, there's a reason we pass the torch on. And so far, oh, Janice downstairs. having having Michael Atwood, Do does somebody the, have a card? I have a card. Like having, having Michael Atwood take over ABC yeah. was a great choice because he was able to put in the time and energy to like make it new, to like take what it was when we... We, again, we just built it from nothing into something, and that thing was like self-sustaining. It was like, Bill Atwood is able to take that theme and like the general outline that we provided and elevate it further. And like the kind of idea of keeping it social, keeping it community oriented, all of those things are still there. They're just done better than we did them when we kind of gave it away. Yeah, I think so, man. I think um, energy was high. Like vibes energy last was night was energy was really high. high. Did yeah. you see uh, Alex showed up? Alex, uh, our friend, the pedicab. Yeah. <laughs> did you see his shirt, dude? He's funny as. <laughs> you did you get one, Topher? <laughs> Here, let's let's see if we can get so, canceled again. Yeah, this is the reason we can't get sponsorship. <laughs> no, I mean, we didn't make the shirt. Alex did. Like, like, he's just a pedicab. He's a pedicab Austin. Awesome he made that shirt, and now he's selling it to Bitcoiners. Do we know how high up the camera angle is? I don't know. You might want no, to no idea. Logan us the thumbs up. All right, cool. Uh, but um, no, yeah, Alex, Alex is a funny dude. Have you? Yeah, I listened to his show. Not I've his show. At it. The, the show. You've been on the show. I've been on the show. The show's a good show, but have you seen what he does with, like, he goes to, like, public hearing events and stuff and like school board events. Oh, really? It is like Alex Stein. He like literally, he like puts on like a mask and he'll get up there and he like, he basically takes the left's like caricature and he like hyper does it at public events. He'll be like in front of the mayor in, in front of like public boards and he'll be like, he'll be like these, these people are, the non-vaccinated are literally murdering people and and, oh, and like wow. second gun laws. I haven't and seen we have those. to like they need put on red flag lists because they literally shouldn't be allowed to be human beings. And like he gets so into it and it is hilarious. I mean, he's this doing it on guy purpose? who does this, he does like a pedicab he, service for Bitcoin. He's one of the he he works out of the pedicab shop that's on the east side. What's his name? Alex. Alex. He was here yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Al no, it's not Alex. It's not no, ABC. No, it's it's not, not ABC. Like our friend, it's another Alex. Oh, okay. But he does a pedicab business. Did you say Alex Stein? No, he's that's String another Stringer. 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 Stringer, I believe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. But listen, dude, he just did one not too long ago, like a couple of days ago, where he literally went out with a petition board and was saying that he's like he was petition he was getting people to sign a petition to make abortion mandatory. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> And wait, what? He he had a petition. He was going out to people and he was telling them he had a petition to basically he was like, he's like, no, he's like population control because because planet Earth and global warming. And oh, like man. we need to reduce the numbers for for global warming. He's like abortion should be mandatory. Whoa. And so he, and he had people literally. And then when like this one guy, was literally, he literally got a guy who was like ready to sign up. And he was like, yeah, he's like, he's like, are you in this county? Because like you have to be in this county. He's like, put your name and your address. I need your address. So these people were literally ready to sign up for it and they were going to give their name and their detailed address information. It was like, this is 
But man, you got you got to watch. I know what's, people what's were his pod, to, What's his, what's his uh, podcast or, or what's? I don't, it's, I, I just follow him on Instagram. I, it's just his Twitter, and then he's got like links in his Twitter to like go follow his YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Conversations in the petty. Oh yeah, we need to bring up our sponsor, Voltage. Uh, bring it Such up, Logan. Train stains. Yeah, my English so, is not so good. So today. we Such want. So we want to thank Voltage for their sponsorship. But thank you, Voltage, for your sponsorship. But uh, just a quick little rundown. Last night at ABC, Nate was here giving a Voltage demo on BTC Pay Server. Um, I learned a thing or two. It took him like ten minutes, fifteen minutes, probably around there, to spin up a BTC Pay Server. He would need to have. Uh, obviously flow in there and liquidity and all that stuff for like the channels, but he did it. He did it within like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And then hey ben. BTC pay server was up Are you and uh, it was running with, um, with voltage. And then um, they, <laughs> also have a, they also have a uh, little cool thing that uh, was released. I think it was last week. Hey Ben, come tell I us think, about voltage. I think maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, I think maybe Nick was bringing it up. Oh shit. Ben Carmen, Ben Carmen. Tell us about Voltage, Ben. This is better. As a, an executive Voltage go, member, I think they're great. Um, we use yeah. them at TVC, and uh, yeah, they're really good. I had no complaints. What do they do? What do they provide? They host Lightning nodes, so our TVC, our entire Lightning infrastructure is on Voltage. So you pay an invoice, it goes to Voltage, and it works well. Um, and yeah, they've been, like their team is like super nice, like. They didn't have like ability to send like taproot transactions on their node. And I was like, hey, yeah. the user queued up with a taproot withdrawal. We can't process it. And they're like, oh, sorry. And then like next week it was fixed. So like uh, they're really nice and like work with us really well. So, you know, and it's kind of cool too. Like we get to see them all the time. Like, yeah, like friends with like Nate. half the team. Yeah. Like you go to a conference. You're like, oh, hey, what's up, Graham? And like, yeah, yeah, and Bobby and everybody there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it kind of just feels like a set apart of the family. So it just, just works, dude. Yeah, yeah. And like Nate is like fantastic. Like, you ask him like, "Oh, we need extra liquidity." He's like, "Do this, this, this," and then like you're able to just like figure it all out. Yeah, yeah I love Voltage. Shout out to all the Voltage team, man. They're just killing it. I feel like they're, man, dude, they're just out there building, man. Um, oh, so that's our Voltage ad, Logan. Um, ben, how's the Bitcoin company? It's good. It's good. Yeah, we just launched physical cards. That was cool. Um, I don't know. We're selling lots of gift cards. It's been fun. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, our uh, international Visa card is like something like seventy percent of all of our sales. So, like, really? Because like, I kind of realized like almost every Bitcoin product is U.S. only. So we're like one of the, like few like ways to do this. So, um, yeah, it's pretty we have, cool. Like, a big uh, Brazilian user base. Cause they like they like that shit. So. I don't know. It's been fun. Dude, I've been using it. Uh, yeah, so like I've been using it for just different things, uh, but mostly just Uber and all that kind of stuff. But I like that new thing. I need to write about it. I haven't gotten around to writing about it, but like you can um, literally go to Uber and from there it has like, I know it sounds really dumb, Ben, but like those little small things make all the difference. What is that called? It's like a checkout flow or something. I forget what Figure out what price said it was. The deep link, or you? Yeah, auto- the deep link. So can, yeah, like we have just like a button now. You auto redeem the the Uber card, so you don't have to like copy paste, go into Uber, find where you add a gift card. It just. Uh, yeah, it just works, man. That's what I kind of like uh, about it. It's just yeah, it, it just, just literally works. works. And I think for me that was that was always like the biggest problem is like just trying to find an app that does literally everything. And. No. No, he's on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you just just stuff like that. It's just um, it's pretty seamless, man. You guys are doing a good job, dude. Can you reload the card? If you want reloadable cards, you need the KYC people. So okay. we're not going to do that. Okay. So what is what's the difference between the physical card, Ben, and then the virtual card? The physical, like it comes to you, like I don't know, while it's over there, but it's just like a little shitty Visa card you get. Oh, so it's. Um, you can like actually look you can actually swipe, swipe it. it. Yeah. But will the virtual card work? Like if I was going to do Apple Pay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can add those to Apple Pay. Sometimes you have problems internationally, but if you're in the US, it always works. Wow. Um, yeah, like uh, 
And it's cool. The physical, you can, it's like the same limits. You could do like up to $10,000 a day. And it's cost like oh, really? a, a dollar to ship them. Like, you know, so you can, you can get like $10,000 worth of them for like a dollar extra shipping. Wow, dude. That's awesome, man. Yeah. You guys are have, yeah. And now it's physical cards. Mm-hmm. How long is it for the shipping to arrive? Um, it takes like a day to process and then normally like five to seven days to ship or something. Whoa, dude, you guys added Blockstream too? Yeah, yeah. We've been, we've been like rolling out our uh, like third-party merchants kind of thing. We're like just partnering with a bunch of Bitcoin companies. So yeah, we got Blockstream. We added like Baltic Honey Badger, Bitblock Boom. We sold uh, Bitcoin Plus Plus tickets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we may be adding them soon. Oh, fuck. That reminds me. I'm supposed to add Bitcoin Magazine today. <laughs> Sorry, CK. <laughs> um, I, think, I think we're adding CoinKite and like a couple Oh, dude. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. CoinKite? Oh, so, my yeah, God. That'd be finally sick. finally accept lightning through us. That'd be sick, dude. We're not in there yet. Yeah. Oh, man. That'd be sick. When is that coming, Ben? Oh, when they gave us the coupon codes. So Come on. CoinKite. Um, Let's get on it. Bitcoin company. Let's go. Yeah, dude, I, I use it all the time for different things, like all the time. Like whenever I go to Roadhouse, boom. Right, Simon? We do our pleb steak at Roadhouse, their $25 yeah, steak. Oh, yeah. We just Bitcoin company app. Yeah, I remember like seeing the purchase and I saw it on Twitter like 10 minutes later. You guys like orange pulling the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were seeing it in real time? Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, this is where like I, I go back to it time and time again. Like there's all these different apps I can use. I'd just rather use my friend's apps. Yeah. If that I makes mean, any yeah. sense. Okay. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You're saying there's a 10K uh, raise earn limit, right? Well, it seems like the max on the card is 1K to the top yeah. up, and it's one time load. So you can buy, okay it's 1K per card, 10K per day. So you can buy 10 cards a day. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. So if you wanted to buy something for 1500 you need to add like two cards. Mm-hmm. Is that a yeah, we'd have to KYC you otherwise. That's just you know, bullshit. Dude, can, I, can I ask you like kind of a related topic? I mean, I'm not going to go too much around the whole thing that's going on, but like, what did he mean by when he said that you were going to have to, like, no, seriously, no, I, like yeah, me no, as a pleb, yeah, yeah, like, no. what did he mean by saying that you were going to have to go on? Uh, K, K, like, what yeah. did that mean? Like, no. what did that comment so even he mean? Talk, uh, he was talking about like chain analysis and needing to do that. So, like, the future plans for Bitcoin companies adding like an exchange of banking and um, most like exchanges in, in like crypto banks or whatever require that you like uh, they do like chain analysis using like chain analysis or elliptic or something. And um, a lot of that's just like normally like your banking provider, your liquidity re- provider like requires you to do that. Otherwise, they'll like, like they won't work with you because they're all cucks. So, yeah. Um, he's basically saying like, oh, you're going to need to do that. But like legally you don't need to, it's the, the, the law says like, you know, you're supposed to do what's reasonable, but you know, you can interpret yourself. So what you can do is just do that instead of like outsourcing. It's like one of those like terrible companies. You could just do it in-house and make your own reasonable like risk analysis. So, you know, like oh. chain analysis might be like, oh, all coin joins are, you know, flag those as risky. But, you know, personally I'm like, okay, we don't think. You think it's reasonable to allow people to use coin joins? That'll be in our chain analysis, like your know, personal one. So, uh, so we're not, so you're we're saying, not like outsourcing yeah. your customer data to other people. So like that's like you know, I'm guessing just you know, Nick investing in people that with like lower standards that just want to do that stuff, and just like oh, just outsource it to someone else. But you know, obviously, at Bitcoin coming, we don't want to do that. So. Yeah, I know, and that's what you guys always said from the beginning, and that was like one of the biggest things, like because Price is an advisor to PubLab, and like mm-hmm. one of the things he told Kyle early on was like get a lawyer. Like, and I know you guys are lawyered up too. So it's like, I think these, I think, I think maybe, I mean, I don't want to speak for the guy, but maybe he's just not talking to enough founders about how they're operating these days. Maybe it, <laughs> it just seems like it. Cause yeah, like, I mean, he's I, talking to all of them. No, I think it's mostly just like, uh, you know, that's like the default position most people do. And, but it's like, if like, it is easier if you just, you know, just, oh, I'll just pay the chain analysis 100K and be done with it. But like, you know, we don't want to do that because fuck those guys. So, yeah, that's another thing too. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's another thing too. I think uh, us as Bitcoin companies, and I don't want to speak for you guys, but I know us here at PubLab, like, we're real, like, like, 
Kyle's like super penny pincher. So it's like, yeah, you, yeah. you kind of have to watch like every little thing. So if you could do it in-house, you're going to do it. Well, um, I mean, like it might end up being more expensive in-house just because we need to like spend all the developer time doing it. But still like, you know, we're protecting our users and that's, you know, worth everything. So yeah. this is why I'm, I'm long Bitcoin company, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming on PBS, yeah, Ben. No problem. Feel very special. Actually, I just did a full episode with Stefan Levera on that the other day. So Oh, you did? So listen to Check that. out Stefan's. Yeah, it came out yesterday if you want to listen oh, to that. Congratulations. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. We're trying yeah. to make this show more friendly, so probably won't. It's your job. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fire me. <laughs> no, Carmen's unfireable. It's totally unfireable. Hopefully. Yeah. Boss. Dude, I love how you came back and you were like, you were just like, this is another thing that really just bothered me personally, just because I'm your friend. Like the fact that he treated you like that to me was just like, that's just disrespectful, man. Like you're such a nice guy. And the fact that you were just offering, I'm like, hey, have you looked into this? Yeah. Well, like I heard your voice when you said that. And so like to him just to kind of like do that to you, I was just kind of, that hurt me. I was like, man, that's not cool. I mean, like he, he knew what I was doing where I was like, you know, like use L and URL, not this. And like, you know, it's, it's like, uh, the tweet to like, oh yeah, yeah. Remind. I don't even. Yeah, we don't have to get into it. Oh, but okay. yeah, yeah, I know it's just mostly just like I mean, I was digging at him, but being nice about it. So he, he just he just went over. Like I was, I originally wrote like a, something mean, like this is fucking retarded. Use L and URL. Yeah, yeah. but and then you like, thought about like, it. You like, thought no, about it. It'd be better if just be the bigger man, yeah. do it like this, and then yeah. Might be a fire. Says I'll fire his ass. Oh, really? Well. I'm gonna get it. I guess you're not on fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the yeah, show, no Ben. Problem. I appreciate it. <laughs> price jumped into the price jumped into the comments. That's funny. He says he watches the show. <laughs> yeah, I was I was listening to uh, Citadel the other day. Uh, I saw you in the comments. Like it was awesome. Yeah. Good times, man. Good times to be a Bitcoiner. Facts. Yeah. Simon, you got you, that list? Where was the rest of the stuff? Oh, yeah. Well, about? I want to see what we Simon... So I know much Simon has shit like, on that list this I know week. Simon wants to talk about stuff. Do you have anything, Simon? I don't have anything. Okay, you don't have anything. Comments for now. Simon always will just let you know when he's got something to say. Uh, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, let me pull up the list real quick. We have a list now. We got... I, I know we were talking about the steel bat. That was fun. The steel what? The steel oh, pole. yeah, yeah. Tell everybody about the metal pipe story. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the guy? No, I don't. You remember the guy that walked past us and like real aggressively spit a couple times like right out front of this building? When? It happened like right before you came in to do RHR. Yesterday? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what he looked okay. like. Okay, but what happened? Well, anyways, this guy like, <clears throat> I saw him as we were like walking down to come over and he was like further up Congress. And I saw him like, he like punched a window and then like went over to like this bag and just like punched the bag a couple times. And then when we were like standing out front before you went inside and I went away, he like walked past and like aggressively like spit two times in the opposite direction. And then you went inside and I kind of started to walk away, but I saw the guy coming back and I saw a security like guard was the, paying attention with, to him. I didn't the, notice the steel pole at first. I just saw him walking back towards the, the opposite direction from where he had gone. He was like walking back towards me, not like at me, but just like in my general direction. With the metal pipe? I, again, I didn't notice it, but yes, he was carrying it. There was a security guard. So I started kind of noticing like an elevated situation. And then all of a sudden I was like standing on the patio out front and he swings something and I hear this loud clang because he hits the railing with a metal pole. And I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh, right here in front of the building? Literally right in front of this building. And at that so he's point, like, he's like he starts, himself he's up. like going down the road and yeah. he's getting more aggressive. He starts like hitting the trash can. And then he goes across the street and he's like, he's like hitting like telephone poles and like trees. He's like amping himself he's up. He's getting really, really, really aggressive. And I heard the security guard on the on the phone with 911. And I was just like, okay, like this guy might hurt somebody. So I just started tailing him from a distance as he like walked. And I also called 911 and I let them know, like, here's my number, tell the police to call me because I'm gonna make sure this guy doesn't hurt somebody. So like, I'll know where he's at because he's walking really quickly. 
he's not going to be where he is now. Mm-hmm. And eventually they did. He, we got to a certain point, like he kind of stopped swinging the pole after he like broke off the tip that had kind of bent when he hit the very first part. Uh, and then he like shoved it into his backpack and he walks all the way down to like uh, Cesar Chavez. And then at some point he like takes off his shirt and like throws that aggressively. And then I guess he like used up all his energy because like we walked back up to the corner of second in Guadalupe and he just decided to like sit on a rock and take a nap. And that's where I just like sat across the street, wow. just like waiting for the police to show up. Eventually they arrived, they took the metal pipe and they went on their merry way. So yeah, it, that's the thing about, that's the thing about Austin that most people don't realize, but that, that kind of thing, like it's why Tara's like, it's like one of the biggest concerns Tara has well, about moving here. I, I, no, no, no. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Cause like I've been living in Austin for a long time and come here my whole life. Um, the thing about Austin, I'm, and it's kind of cool that you did the same thing. Like other people do that all the time what you just did, but it's kind of interesting that you did it. You took it upon yourself to do it, but that's what Austinites do. That's how the real Austin does it. Like there's been multiple times when I used to ride the bus, I would have to like tell people to calm down because they were cursing in front of kids or saying like sexual things. And like, that's a normal, yeah, that's a normal occurrence, but like it, it requires all these Austinites to step up because once you step up, another person will step up alongside you. Like, this is why people don't last in Austin is because that they don't, I'm not going to say conform, but if they don't kind of follow within those kind of things, they kind of feel like they're, they're kind of pushed out. Uh, you hear you hear that guy, that comic, the big uh, fat comic, uh, I forget his name. Um, yeah. He talks about it all the time. He was shitting on Austin, but the reason he didn't last is because these similar things. I mean, listen, I, I love Austin. There's just like every major city I've ever been in. There's things I don't like about it. The aggressive homelessness is for sure one of them here in Austin. I wish there was like a better solution, but like, it's the same thing I told Tara yesterday when she, she said exactly what you said. Like, I'm, I'm some, I'm glad somebody did it because the justice system is a joke. And I was like, well, I like have a certain skill set, and like, I would feel morally responsible if I like saw a guy swinging a steel pipe, knowing I could do something. I don't know. I can't like, I can't go over and like talk the guy into like a sane lifestyle. I can't like, get him to probably like go get a shower on a job and like go back to being like a productive person in society. But what I can do in that moment is like, I see something, I, it looks dangerous. I know I can prevent that if yeah. it is to happen. So like, I just used my, like my daily skill set to just like do what I knew was necessary. So at least at the very least, the guy's no longer walking around with a steel pipe. Like it's, he's probably still somewhat dangerous but he's not walking around with a metal well, pipe I mean, like anymore, It's like so. you said before, they're, they're mentally unstable, right? They're yeah. just out there, you know, in the wild. So it's kind of like- Do you think it's gotten uh, better or worse? I think it's gotten better than where we were like during the COVID lockdown. I feel like it's gotten better, but- um, Well, that sucks. I, there's um, always been aggressive. The, like, the honest thing is like, there's always been aggressive people in Austin. That, like, and it's actually not as bad as where it was. Like on 4th street underneath the 35, like I remember walking when I was younger, I remember walking through there and you didn't know if you were going to get attacked walking underneath the railroad track on fourth street. Uh, but they build a bike path there now. And it's not as bad as where it once was, at least the East side. Um, I feel a little so bit differently. It doesn't, I, I think, I think it's not as bad as where it once was. One other thing is like, there will always be somebody stepping. I know me personally, if I saw a, a crime being committed or something, I would go and stop it. Like, that's just who I am. I'm not going to let that happen around me. Like, uh, but, People are different. Some people just want to worry about themselves. And I, 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 I think first to answer your question, at least from what I've seen, when I first got here, they were like voting on the camping ban yeah. and they passed it for reinstating the camping ban. And since then, like when I first arrived, it definitely seems to be less like total encampments and less visible encampments. But what I've seen, like the question of like, is it better? It's like better in some ways, but then not better in other ways. Because what I've seen is like, it seems to be less encampments, less total homeless, like less out there. But the ones that still seem to be out there seem to be increasingly more agitated. Like they actually Mm. seem more aggressive than when I first got here. When there were more of them, I didn't notice people like, like yelling at people on the street and like punching windows and swinging steel pipes. They were out there, but they were quieter and not as agitated. They seem to be more agitated now. And like that, for me, that's not like a great trade-off. I'm not like, I don't consider it better. I think there's still things to be solved, 
The second thing I'll say though, is that like, to his point, one of the things that definitely made the entire situation worse in a city like San Francisco is that everybody ignores it. Everybody talks about it like it's a problem, but no one individual does anything. They just like walk past it. They pretend it's not a problem. And because they do that, it, it like that energy goes all the way up to government and nothing happens. And it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse because no one's addressing it. So on an individualized basis, I think it's like we bear some responsibility to realize that yeah. like this is actually happening and we should do what we can to try and make it better. I got to I'll be back. Well, it's also like Come up here, Austin. Go for it. Woo! Austin. Austin from Oklahoma. Yeah, yes, cuz you you just came here. You just came here from Oklahoma. How do you look how do you look at it? Yeah, I mean, there's a problem in Oklahoma as well, and I feel like being in Oklahoma City, like I was there my whole life and the last few years, especially through COVID, like I saw things getting worse. Um, like I was a delivery driver. I drove all around the city and just shops are closing down. There's more people visibly on the street. And I feel like that's been a trend for most places. Like Austin is one of the few places that actually has a ton of economic growth. But, you know, at the same time, it's getting worse. And then it's like if we you know, really think that what's happening with the dollar is going to continue to happen, the inflation and the devaluing, more and more people are going to fall into that category. And those people maybe aren't like mentally ill, like most homeless people, like 90% are mentally ill or something like that. Right. Like it's a very high percentage. Um, yeah. And addicts, like really that's, that's the 99%. Yeah. Right, is addicts and people who are mentally ill and some mix of both of those things. But it's just like, it's definitely going to get worse. And I mean, you know, it's, it's like, what do, you, what do you do? Like I used to be a part of church programs that would help out the homeless, but it's such a difficult, you know, what it's like- It's a difficult thing to role to take with. on just like, as like a community church. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know the answers. Um, but I'm yeah. here to help. I think Keon had mentioned one time, I don't know where Keon's at, but he had mentioned one time that he was thinking about, he had an idea or something to fix it, but I'm willing to help if somebody figures it out. Yeah. I mean, if, if someone is homeless and they have a smartphone and they're motivated, like there are definitely opportunities and maybe there's an opportunity for someone like in the, in the Bitcoin world <clears throat> to kind of express those opportunities and, try to find a way to network with those people who are, who are genuinely struggling and they're trying to get out of that situation. Trash. Yeah, yeah, but, but there's, there's a, <laughs> I mean, yeah. In Austin, there's a big difference between like the people, homeless people that uh -huh. have, I think we can have empathy for them. Even though they're there because of their choices, we can for them. But the ones that are aggressive and, you know, threatening women and children, I mean, well, yeah. They and that deserve like, they don't deserve to live, in my opinion. I mean, if you're threatening, like, woman, like that guy, hitting everywhere, like, if there's a child coming by, he's going to hit a child. I mean, doesn't, doesn't, I mean, completely worthless, endangering people. Sorry, man. But yeah, no, I, I, I... We should have some measures. I don't know. I see what you're saying. I mean, this guy tried to fight me outside of my apartment. Really? Yeah, he tried. I like, bought a cold brew. Yeah, here, like, two what? weeks ago. Here? Which guy? Did you win? Uh, the comments? No, no, I just like walked away, yeah. you know. But he, I had a cold brew and he was like, hey man, let me buy that for a dollar. And I was like, no, this was like two dollars. <laughs> That's not worth it. I'm not going to do that. And uh, and then he just started like insulting me and then he asked me for a cigarette. I was like, I don't have a cigarette. <laughs> I, I, I think, <laughs> what happened, Cos? A week ago, um, our friend Matt, our friend Matt, had a homeless guy standing at the front door of his house. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Blanket and like what and the fuck? It's like right outside. What the fuck? He was way down south. He's like in a community too, but he's not like fenced in or anything. Why did he pick his spot? For <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Whoa. What did he do? No, he met. He probably helped up. Matt Donna? Yeah. At his house. But he probably helped him knowing Matt. He yeah, probably, I think he like yeah. Him a drink or something. Yeah. Well, I know how Matt is. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a good strategy. 
Yeah. But it, the, with the people who are violent and the people who are genuinely insane and a danger to society, yeah. this is why I want to see more open carry. Like I was really yeah, hoping, like moving to Austin, I was hoping to see it oh, yeah. a little bit more. But where's, it's like, where's yours at? This is a, well, you can't bring a gun in here, by the way. Uh, okay, okay, <laughs> oops. But no, no, I'm just kidding. But, you're but he's he's kidding, Parker. He's kidding. There is no gun in here. <laughs> but you know, like, uh, if you're if if no one else is doing it and you're the one person open carrying, it's almost like you put yourself at a little bit more yeah, risk. Yeah, yeah, you're like making yourself you're a target, a target yeah. in some ways versus like concealed carrying, but you don't know who's doing that. But with the open carry, it's just like, yo, I'm right here. Like, you know, no one's gonna do anything crazy. I'm a civil citizen. I don't know. If your yeah. life is threatened in Texas, you're allowed to defend yourself. Yeah. Legal force. I don't know, man, I'm, I'm blessed. I never have those issues. Hey, what's up, bitch? I never have those issues. Um, but I'm a big guy, so I think that's probably why. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. I'm super nice, I mean, though. So, better, man. Yeah. but like, but I, I think you have to like. Um, I think you have to like, like. One time, me and Super were walking together, and they were picking on Super, and then like, Who was on Super? Who was like on Super? just some random, like kind of a similar thing to him. Where yeah. It happens to everyone. It's yeah, like school bullies. They like ask for your stuff. Or yeah, they ask yeah. You to do something. I just got in the middle. Like I just got you. in the middle of it. It was just like, I was like, what's going on? Like, I changed my tone, changed my demeanor, and then, he, and then he just like walked away. But like, you, you have to like switch. That's a big to problem. That. Just the fact that you have to get exactly. Huge but uh, I know me and Kyle have talked about it before. It, it's like for me personally, I can turn it off and on. Uh, Kyle's the same way you can turn it off and on, but it's like not everybody can do that. But you shouldn't have to turn it on. You're right. You shouldn't have to. This is the state of the world. Yeah, but this is a real world. You know, there's there's risks out there, and it's it's like a lot of what we're against is the handing over of responsibility. Like they were talking about last night in the yeah, Freedom yeah, Panel. Exactly. Like the trade-off of your handing over your responsibility and, and safety is kind of one of those things as well. As well, like you always want to be able to protect yourself you know, within reasonable amount of situations. That's why I, I don't, I don't, I'm not scared of like walking down an alley in the middle of the night by myself. Like for one, I know God got me. And for a second thing, like, I think I could take care of myself, but like not everybody feels like that. But I think that's when it comes to how you, how you, how you live as a man, I guess. Kyle, what do you think? Yeah. Thanks Let's for coming on. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, that was good. Oh wow! Really? What's what's your podcast? Uh, no, it's not around anymore. But we did like thirty-five episodes. Oh man! Won't become boring. Won't become boring. boring. Oh cool. Check it. I'm out. gonna check it out. Why'd you stop? About a year ago. Okay. About a year ago? Yeah, it was me and the vocalist for my band. Oh boss, dude, put it in the Telegram. I want to. I want to see it. I have Yeah, yeah. Put it in the Telegram. Noise. And uh, I missed a little bit of what you were talking about, but I caught the tail end. And I guess the answer to your question, what do I think? I think uh, I, th I think Austin was right. Sorry. You good now? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think Austin was right at the, at the kind of tail end of his segment there, which was that like Simon's point that like you shouldn't have to do that. It's like, that's not the real world. Like... It, it, like the whole idea of like the the Thanos snap, like how do we make the world better? How do we like stop having problems? It's like, I've, I've talked about that in in like every type of situation where it's like we start talking about how do we get to like that better place we're trying to go. Everybody, or not everybody, but there's like a, a, a good number of people that have this like idealized version of like what things are going to look like and how we do it. But oftentimes we have this like bias of like, we know how to do it. So we should just do it this way, but it tends to be a way that's not really rooted in the reality we actually live in, right? Like, well, well, if we didn't have government and we didn't have this and we didn't have this, then we would just do this. And it's like, well, great, but we do have government and we do have this and we do have this. So like within those actual confines that we actually live in, what are the steps to get us to where we want to go? Uh, and that piece of the puzzle is kind of often missed. Do you so, think it's like, just more like practicality? Yeah. And like, uh, I wouldn't say it's hopium, but more it's like uh, disobedience or is that too strong of a word? What is what? Making that decision internally, what you just talked about. 
Well, I don't think it has anything to do with disobedience, really. I think it. I think practicality is uh, probably a good word for it. Like, um, then what do you call the other side? That's like, just ignore. Keep going. I don't. I don't know if I have like a good word yeah, off the top of my head, of, but it's it, like ignorance. Probably would be a good word for it because I don't. I don't personally believe that you should ignore and keep going forward. You should acknowledge and keep going forward. Good point. Um, so, I'd so like, maybe you can be practical while acknowledging all the the terror and, and all that kind of stuff, right? Along the way, the the like, the, I think a lot of the problem is that we as a species don't want to acknowledge our own biases. Um, so, like. As an example, we talked about it when I did a conversation with the mayor in San Francisco, and it was this idea, this other panelist had mentioned this idea of we should like, we should put aside our biases and like work to be more compassionate for the homeless and this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, I would counter that narrative with, we actually shouldn't ignore our biases. We should acknowledge them because they're there. And I think the best way to move forward past our biases is to acknowledge those subconscious biases. For whatever reason they're there, they're there. If, you like, if you're afraid of the homeless, there's a reason that you're afraid of that homeless person. If you're like, if you're like, you're telling yourself you're not racist, but you walk past somebody that's not your skin color and you have like a racist thought, like acknowledge that you are actually having those thoughts mm -hmm. and then you can work on being better. But if we're trying to pretend that we don't have those biases, you're actually not going to be or move forward to make things actually better. Damn. That's when you're going to walk past it and ignore it and pretend it's not a problem when it actually is. Damn. So I think pretty, acknowledgement uh, is, is better than ignorance. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. That went down the rabbit hole a little bit. But. I mean, not everyone has those bias. I think, people, I think most so people do. You're the That's your bias. <laughs> sure. Sure. I'll, I'll call so. that my bias. You don't think that the average human being has a, a any biases at all? No, they have bias. Sure. But I don't think like most of humans in the United States have race bias. Well, That's I'm not. Bullshit. I'm I'm not suggesting that Maybe there was like. Do, but most people don't. White supremacist. Sure. Like. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily trying to. I wasn't necessarily trying to target one particular bias that like what that a group of people has like more or less of. I'm simply suggesting that like on an individualized basis, we all have biases, whether subconscious oh, yeah. or conscious or whatever they are, right? I think a lot of people have subconscious biases. And what I'm suggesting is, is that like, instead of trying to ignore them further, the best way to grow and become a better person is to bring them from subconscious biases to conscious biases because once you're actually consciously looking at them, you can start to get rid of them. You can start to ask yourself real questions like, why did I have that thought? Why did I do that action? But until you actually acknowledge it, you're just continuing to ignore it and it doesn't actually get better. Yeah, it's good stuff, Kyle. Um, I'm trying to think. I've definitely grown a lot over the course of a year yes. since we've been doing this, but I, I think... Um, like for me, I'm trying to think of biases I had. I definitely had a biases towards like uh, like when we were at Capitol, like just dealing dealing with those those type of people that are just entirely like money Too driven. Too deep. Like fiat money driven. I think that's kind of like one of my biases that I've definitely kept set that aside in order to accomplish some goals um, or to build bridges or whatever you want to call them. But I used to definitely have a like a like a, a fintech biases or bias or whatever you would call it. Um, just because I saw how, even like I used to have an Ethereum bias, right? Like I still do, but I'm definitely not as like crazy as I once was like a year ago. I know one of Writing Ethereum biases. hit pieces. You have a bias towards people that identify as left. Yeah, I think they're racist trash. There you go. <laughs> 
What else let's let's, let's get on a lighter yeah, note. Yeah, like, else, I, feel like, I feel like the highlight of the show is like getting Ben Carmen on. And then I'm just like, whoa, right? Let's just oh, let's just I'm get sorry, this yeah, let's get this girl back on the on the on the right track here. What, uh, what, what about on our list? Uh, I wanted to talk about a, it. Was a good list this week. So let's as we already talked about the Epic ABC. Oh, Nashville. We're going to Nashville next week. Who's uh who's going to Nashville here? Is it just are you still going? No. Just come. Yeah, sure. Tofu. He might. Constantine, you're going to Nashville, right? A couple of maybes in the audience. You're going to Nashville? Yeah. So anyway, a lot of us are going to go to Nashville. Check out Bitcoin Park. Uh, Simon, are you coming? Uh, (laughs) Simon loves it here in Austin. It's the place to be. I I have a job, man. I have a day job, so. Uh, oh, do you really? Let's so let's nice. come here and talk about your day job, dude. Do you wanna? So <laughs> I know, I know. We did the <laughs> we did my personal story with the pipe, but can we also talk about what? the fact that I'm moving into an apartment and out of? Oh the yeah, I didn't even know. Kyle's no longer a bum. No, no. Yes. What is your girlfriend doing here with you? Ah, uh, so. We get the apartment August 2nd. Tell everybody where you live. I'm just kidding. <laughs> In a FedEx truck. Down by the river. Down by the seaside. Yeah. So, so no, we get the apartment August 2nd. Um, and so you then said you needed a truck. I, I'm looking for assistance moving a couple of things. Like I obviously I have my FedEx truck, but because there's a house built inside of it, it it's not actually like a great cargo truck. Um, but I want to pick up a couch. Uh, and there's like a couple other things that I need to get. Well, I'll like help you out. Home, I mean, so. oh, there you go. Logan. Half of the week. Okay, cool. Well, is it if, your uh, isn't it your brother's truck? My brother has a truck for work. That's not the one. That has, no. Okay. All right. Well, well, I mean, anything, anything will work. I, there was Ask another Papa person. Troy. I got a couple of people that have like mentioned the possibility of it. So, I mean, we still got a little bit of time until then. Count me in. But anybody who, uh, as long like, as you buy us dinner. I'm going to cook dinner in the apartment. Oh, that works. So we're going to do a steak and potato dinner for the handful of people. Wait, that, is it the goulash? No, steak and potato. That's steak and potato. Like goulash. goulash is pronounced goulash. Steak and potato is pronounced steak and you potato. You guys should try it. It's goulash. It's really good. <laughs> That's a wintertime food. When it gets a little colder, yeah. I'll bring in some goulash. Yeah. Kyle's actually, a, if, if, he, if he wouldn't have been a Bitcoin bum, he could have been like a Bitcoin chef. Few, nice. few people. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, I have no desire to. When Club Lab restaurant? No, yeah, no, never. Because I don't. <laughs> I don't have the time for that. But uh, I do enjoy cooking. It's like the art. I would say I've been. Do you want to do a cooking show? The longest. Uh, I, it, a PBS chef. Like it's. it's a, we could probably do a cooking show. It's a Saturday it morning cooking show. Everything is. Oh content. yeah, we probably sounds, could do. Yeah, yeah we, we probably could do a PBS in the kitchen. <laughs> Maybe when you move, we'll just go set up there. I don't. And think then like you'll just be will approve of PBS being filmed in a cooking show in the kitchen. Oh, man. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, thanks Tara for the for the plub lab hat. She got me a plub lab hat that he did not wear. I forgot it. Uh, Tara my made girl it. designed that. And then Carr got one this week from her. I was wearing it. Black with the blue but I left floral it at home today. and like a teal patch. I forgot it. We're working on t- turning this into actual custom official merch for Pleb Lab. So there will be some more of them coming down the pipeline. Are we sitting to talk to Jana about the shirts? Yeah, you're the artist. Don't say we. You talk to her about the shirts. We need, we need to figure it all out. All you do is come to me and say, this is how much money I need. And then I get things done. <laughs> wow. <so. laughs> wow. This is how much money I need for Logan. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's what people say. Um, we're going to go watch uh, hey, Thor. I guess he doesn't want we're to go watch hand. Thor after this. Anybody want in? I got like, oh, that is tonight, I got extra it? three tickets. Tofu, you ready to go? So that's it. Simon, to answer the question that I never got to answer. Two tickets. She down. comes down for nine days in the middle of August with her girls. Um, and then, and then they go back to school. They'll be staying with their dad for the time being, uh, doing school in Pittsburgh. And then she moves down officially, uh, the 1st of September. Congratulations. Thank you. That should be fun. Yeah. Life is pretty good, man. And then Nate's back. He was supposed to show up. Life is blessed. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he had a call. Oh, did he? Okay. He said he'd be here for PBS. That bastard. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, God. Oh, Yeah. 
That's all I got. You guys got anything today? We love Nate. That was great. Do you guys have anything else? Talk about the guide stones. The Georgia guide stones? Oh, Kasi, come here. Come talk about it with Kyle. Unless you want to stay. I'm down. Okay, here. I know, I know just a tiny little bit about it, but well, come on. I don't know who, like, Kasi, tell us because I'm interested. I'm sure Wef sure paid for it. It's definitely yeah. Wefy. Yeah, so it's like quasi related to. Uh, huh? We were talking about your uh, pedicab friend who did the uh, mandatory abortion thing. Yeah, he's. Well, was. in a similar vein, the Georgia Guidestones are like this. Uh, Monument, I think it was built by uh, some shadowy organization in like the early uh, 20th century, something like that in Georgia. And it has like this all these- the state of Georgia or yes, the country the state, Georgia? No, U.S. Okay, it's, so it was a U.S. thing. It's probably like at some level related to Klaus Schwab. And that's probably a rumor that I just made up right now. But- I wouldn't be surprised. All could, statistics are 50-50. It, it's, a, uh, it's a Malthusian monument. 84% of them are made up on the spot. Yeah. Yes. there's uh, Because it has like uh, guidelines for a happy planet or something like this. And one of them is maintaining a planet population under 500 million. Whoa. Yeah. 500 million. Yeah. So anyway... Uh, who knows like where this really came from or how they actually got it. Get vaccinated like, folks. Permitted to be built. <laughs> yeah. But, but some crazy bastard blew it up. I'm trans vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, they use some sort of incendiary device to blow up. Uh, it's got like three columns, like Stonehenge type columns. And then it has like a roof on it. I guess it makes like a weird, like three thing with those. And uh, yeah, so they blew up one of the columns. I think my favorite comment that I saw in in like anything attached to, uh, sorry, Keon, I'm middle of a show. Um, I think my favorite comment that I saw attached to like anybody talking about the Georgia Guidestones was it was one of the ones where it just like showed the video of it like blowing up, and they were just like, "Oh, we can capture dual angles in like in in high quality footage of this thing blowing up, but we couldn't get cameras in a prison cell." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, after they blew up the, the first uh, tower, awkward choice, but yeah, after they blew up the first stone, then they had to just destroy the rest of the monument because it's like structural and sound and whatever. And yeah, probably better that that thing doesn't exist, but I don't know. It was just kind of like a creepy thing. And the only reason I paid attention to it is because I read about it like pre previous to this. And uh, I was like, wow, that's some creepy like World Economic Forum shit. So. Yeah, probably I love, good. I love to like see. That like okay, no. So it's not confirmed, but WEF is down into that whole. It's written all over it. Malthusian thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this was built by a group that clearly had some relationship with the government in order to get the permitting for this thing in the park. You can read WEF yeah. between all the lines. <laughs> it's It's weird. It's, you know, um, you can look up the rest of the things. Do you that also find on. it fascinating, though, that at the same time that that happened, we're starting to see like we're starting to see the revolts and things like happen all over the place. Like yeah. there's yeah, literally like hunger revolts in Sri Lanka. Yeah. The prime minister of yeah, the right. UK is just like resigned. Oh, and Boris Shinzo Johnson stepped down. Yeah. Shinzo Abe yeah. was assassinated. Yeah. Did you see the gun? That's Did you see the, the I images? I didn't. But it's like, good. It's like two. Two metal pipes duct taped to a piece of wood because they don't have guns there. Yeah. So, you know, it just goes to show like, you know, Japan's got these probably the strictest gun laws in the world. Yep. And uh, yep. they didn't, didn't really do anything. So, uh, you know, better, uh, better close down all the Home Depots so no more leaders get assassinated. Yeah. yeah. If you give the Good News Ferry that idea and they close down Home Depot, I'm going to stab <laughs> you with something from Lowe's. <laughs> I exactly. I would be a sad boy if I didn't have access to Home Depot or Lowe's. I love building shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, just don't build any uh, homemade guns. I think we'll be alright. Mm, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Hey, so Shinzo Abe was the prime minister of Japan during the time that Bitcoin was being launched. Nice. And uh, under his tenure, uh, the 
Japanese government was very favorable to Bitcoin. They allowed Mt. Gox, like say what you will about Mt. Gox, but wow. they allowed Mt. Gox to exist as a first Bitcoin exchange. Yeah. So Japan did a lot for Bitcoin. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I don't really know what the reasoning. I I haven't looked much into his assassination, but like. It, it just does seem. It just does. He's seem also staunchly like, anti-China. <laughs> yeah. So they're pre- pretty happy about that, I'm sure. There's a lot going on that's really interesting in the world right now. The next couple of like weeks, months, years is going to be. It's. It's already crazy as hell. Yeah, can, can we just like have it not interesting wild. for just a, a few weeks, months, maybe? Like last two, three years have been interesting enough, you know. Well, so okay. I actually was talking with Alex Svetsky at uh, Bitblock Boom last year, and it was me, him, and uh, John Carvalho. And we were talking about the, the kind of crazy and the collapse and what was coming. And we got on this subject of like whether it would be better if it happened like fast and crazy or kind of like slow and steady and drawn out. You went fast, didn't you? I thought slow. Okay, yeah. And John Carvalho actually hit me with the opposite of like this idea that we should do it fast because like the worse things get, the more niche and targeted and effective what we build ends up being because mm-hmm. when it's draw- slow and drawn out and like the, the thing isn't forcing everybody to build what's necessary, yeah, right. you end up with Celsius and like all of these other things that are fluff that aren't necessary, that aren't actually beneficial. Right. And then it was Svetsky who shows up and was like, He's like, yeah, he's like, trust me, that's, it's like, whether we want it to or not, it doesn't matter. It's going to happen fast. He's like, just look at history as the precedent. He's like, he's like, you go back a couple of years and it was like every year things were getting dumber. And then all of a sudden, two years ago, then it started getting dumber every quarter. Yeah, we went He's like, retarded. by next year, it's going to be getting dumber every month. And shortly after that, it'll be getting dumber every week. And then it's going to get dumber every day. Yeah. He's like, it's not far off until it's going to be getting dumber by the minute. So this is like the debate that they have with the Fed. Every minute getting dumber. Yeah, so this is, this is the debate that they have too with the Fed. Like, is it going to be a hard landing or a soft landing? And, uh, you know, I think over the last few months, now most of the world can agree that like they can't, get a soft landing if if they tried and now it looks like they're just going straight to hard landing in order to avoid inflation so like instead of inflation which is you know admittedly now a huge problem they're going straight into the great depression territory because there's the choice you go hyperinflation or great depression so no, but they're go well i think we're going to get both i think we're going to get <laughs> The stagflation depression. I yeah. agree. That's oh, yeah. likely the way. So, we're you know, going. why choose? You know, when you can have yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. Let's just keep bouncing back and forth faster and faster until we end up in the middle of both. Yep. Yeah. So, hard landing it is. All right. We're this out. was a great show. Before we go, great show. to end Voltage. all of this beautiful, beautiful, high quality positivity, thank you, Voltage, for your sponsorship of PBS. Yeah. Shout out, Voltage. In a world that's falling to shit, you want your lightning infrastructure to remain stable and high quality. That's voltage. We love you guys. We thank you guys. Until next time, this has been another PBS. Fucking go!